and have. Mm. There's these three steps that take place. Now, in these three te- three steps, the f- one of the things is that whenever somebody meets somebody, they say, "But well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, what you want to be is not always the real question to ask a person because the question is really, what is it that you like to do, mm. right? Right. So whatever you like to do in life, you're gonna put a completely different effort behind it that 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 nobody has to tell you to get up to do it. Nobody have to force you to do it. Nobody have to put so much pressure on you to do it. You get up, you set the alarm clock and get up on your like you don't even need the alarm clock. You just get up and you just pop up and you go do it because you love to do that. Think about back in the days when you was in school and you knew you was going to Great Adventure, Coney Island, or one of those class trips or going to see a movie. You'll be sitting in the bed so excited that you you could barely sleep because you knew that's what you wanted to do. Six o'clock in the morning. That's right, that's right. When When you was playing a game or when you was reading a comic book, you know that's what you wanted to do. Right. You wanted to do. So in life, I think that if you do what you love, you'll do it with so much passion that that there will have to be nobody has to tell you to do it. And I and I live by a law, which is which besides this law, I always say passion makes money. Money don't make passion. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so in this particular law of of be, be doing, doing have, yeah. That's right. Whatever you do, that's what you should be. Whatever you love to do, that's what you should be, Yourself. and that's how you have. That's right. Whatever you love to do, that's what you should be, and that's how you have. Say, okay. Say you say I love boxing. Yeah. I love it. So then, that's what you should be. You should be a boxer. And you know what? You'll be a great boxer because you love it so much, you're doing it. And unless you have some physical ailment that may prevent you from doing it, which in some cases, that physical ailment, if you look at it from a different objective point of view, is more of an edge than it's actual a limitation. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Use what you got. I knew a dude who had his one arm cut off and his name was his name was um um Pancho. And homeboy used to be in the street, and he get into a fight with one arm, and he be doing all kinds of stuff. Like this. <laughs> he be and doing 52, 52 blocks with one arm. <laughs> Yo, he would knock the dude out with the one arm, <laughs> and he was so nice. He was I think so he knew nice. who to get. I think he knew to pick on though. I, I think... <laughs> hey, I see. I seen him put pressure. In. He, hey, look, he was putting pressure on people. <laughs> I mean, I think he was a stick-up kid too. But wow. yeah, but, I can but, believe but, that. Hey, but let me tell you, but on the real, on the really real, whatever you love to do, that's what you should be, and that's how you have. And that's the law that I have used to get me in this game. And it don't mean it's gonna be easy. Right. It don't mean that there won't be some things within it that you may not like, that you have to, you know, toughen up on and, and, and to keep yourself, you know, focused and disciplined right. in doing what needs to be done. But that law does work, and I see it in most of the people who are doing. When you see somebody doing something at a high level, mm-hmm. usually they love it. They love doing it. Right. They okay. So it. 
I got I got three I got a couple more things and then we out of here. We but right. I need I need to ask this question. I told you I was gonna ask you this question because it's just you know this is this is the question. This is the question, Doug. And I'm not gonna let you get around it, Doug. I got you here now, Doug. So I want you. I, I know you though. You are a political animal. You've always been a political animal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I expect, you know, I expect this to be a politically correct answer. But this is everyone loves a good story, and. You know, in Everyone Loves a Good Story, the greatest story that we need to hear from Dougie Fresh right now, based on the babyface Teddy Riley battle, is that <laughs> your man Teddy Riley started off. Okay, first, let me give a background for the people that don't know. Um, you know, during this pandemic, this ain't people, got nothing to do with comic books now. Now, this, this ain't got nothing to do with comic books, but we got Dougie Fresh in the building. And like I said, this is about the, this is about comic book. This is about my lifestyle. My life, I come from the hip hop culture. I am a true school uh, student of the game. As you could hear already, I'm talking about, you know, my first mentor was Dougie Fresh. So, you know, kudos to to myself as well for, for, for being a second generation Get Fresh Crew graduate, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and, absolutely. And I and I, I I love the things that made me uh, the things that I've experienced in the culture. I, I cherish them, and I have to, you know, express this, and and I have to ask this question because, you know, I'm from the culture, and this is the one yeah. question that has nothing to do with comic books, but because I have you here, you know, the pandemic caused us to be inside. And being inside, yeah. it made us start to pay attention to things online more than we ever would have if we had been able to go out and socialize more. So things like the quarantine watch party with uh, beat with um, Brandon Davis and comicbook.com, where everybody's watching Marvel movies and then talking on Twitter with the directors, the actors, giving us back, you know, behind the scenes stories to um, Club Quarantine with DJ D Nice, who just been rocking and keeping us grooving to the music throughout the time to the versus battles, which, you know, shout out to Swiss Beats and Timbaland bringing different musicians to, you know, playfully and in a respectful way battle each other based on their music, you know, to see, well, who had the, who had the edge on who, but really just to really just have a conversation with their, their you know, with their um, discographies and stuff. So Teddy Riley had to battle um, Kenneth Babyface Edmonds, both legends, shout out to them. There's nothing but respect to both of them. The first night, there were technical difficulties. So, you know, the battle got called off until they did it another night. But the first night, Teddy Riley started off his battle like he was doing a show. That he was ready to come. He was doing showtime. And he was 
he was not playing. He was coming to. He was going to be dancing. He was going. He was going to play. He had. He wasn't just playing his music. The man had a keyboard and was getting ready to sing on top of his music while he was battling. And the first song that the man played was Dougie Fresh's "The Show," and the effect that it had was that it shocked most people because you know the reaction was. I didn't know Teddy Riley produced this show. I mean, and even Kenneth Babyface Edmonds said, how old were you, 10 years old when you made that record? Because the show, if you don't know, is uh, one of the classic hip hop records from what we call the golden era. I think it was, uh, was it released in 1983, Doug? No, the show came out in 85. 85, okay. And this is, to this day still, one of the most unique sounding, one of the most unique uh, rhythm patterns that you will hear in a hip hop song. So it still rocks a party. It's still, even if you've never heard the show, when you listen to the show, you know you are being transported to uh, another place to another energy and Teddy Riley took credit for it the next day after there was some blowback about the record and we didn't know Teddy Teddy Riley played it again and not only did he play it again Kenneth Baby Edmonds uh, basically interviewed him about it he wanted to know more about this record and Teddy had to explain to him that you know you and you know Dougie Fresh and um I went to school together. I, that's, I will say that he said that. And um, he also said that, um, you know, it was just one of those records that somebody was asking him for beats and he gave the beat. Now, coming from, like I just finished saying, I am a, a, a second generation Get Fresh crew graduate. <laughs> so, Doug, to be, to, to be a... To be that, I had to go on what we would call what what I would call the rounds. Doug took us. Doug took me, and shout out to his uh, nephew Manson Bates. He used to take us around in his van, and you know that's how he would move through New York. And he took us to meet uh, Melly Mel. He had these brothers sit down, and he took he took us to meet Grandmaster Cass. He took us to meet. Uh, Mr. Robinson, Sugar Hill, uh, records. He took us to the office and to have these conversations with these legends. He took us to these places um, for us to know where we come from, to know what we have, to, to respect it. So when I hear uh, a brother as accomplished as Teddy Riley take credit for a song that I was taught came to be about in a different manner. I have to ask you, Doug, how was the show created? And, and, and no disrespect to Ted, why does Teddy Riley feel like he produced the show? Well, and, uh, and, and I understand what you're saying and I, and, I, and I appreciate the way that you put it and I appreciate your level of uh, realness and the way that the way that you're saying it and, and the energy that is coming from. I get from it that you just want to know 
the truth about something. So yes, this, yes. this is this is this is the honest truth, and this is a new dimension of truth that I discovered. And once again, like I said about natural laws, mm. this is another natural law. Uh, number one, uh, the show would not be what the show is without Teddy Riley. And that's factual. And I say that because, you know, sometimes we get caught up in thinking that we do it all ourselves. Mm. And we never do it all ourselves. Just a little while ago, to go back to the com the comic books, and then I'm going to go into something else, two mm -hmm. things, and then this will answer the question. When Stan Lee, as he say, made up Spider-Man, I'm sure that Stan Lee wasn't the person who drew it the way that it all came out when we're looking at it now. Right. I That's know Steve that it Ditko. evolved. Right. Huh? That's Steve Ditko. Right, right. Now, even when the Hulk was being drawn, and we'll change characters for a minute, mm -hmm. there was a guy, I never, I remember as a kid, I wouldn't buy any of the Hulk comic books when I felt he wasn't drawn correctly. Like, when I went to the stand to pick up a comic book, if the person didn't look like I visioned him in the last comic book, and I liked how he was drawn, the way the muscles and the way the body was moving and the writing and yeah. all of that, I wouldn't buy that comic book. And there was a there was an uh, artist named named Sal named um Steve Steve Buscemi Steve Buscemi South yes yes Steve yeah. and Sal Buscemi yep Sal Sal we we used to say Buscemi Buscemi right. or whatever. And, and when he when we looked and seen he was the one drawing it, I would buy that comic book and any others that he had because I knew that it was gonna be right. But there was other artists there that were drawing in the in the in the family of Marvel that did not draw that comic, did not draw that character the way that I the way that I liked him. Now it might have been somebody else. Mm -hmm. That liked the way that the other character was drawn. I mean, that the way the Hulk was drawn as Spider-Man, but not for me. Mm -hmm. Not for me. I didn't like that rough, edgy kind of look. It needed to be a certain way. So now moving it into music. When music is created, music is created by a process of all people working together. Now, you have been a writer on some of my songs. Mm -hmm. And you as a writer, my nephew Kareem has been writers. And you have been given credit as a writer. Your name is as a writer. I didn't want to let I didn't want people to not know that you was a guy that wrote a song with me. Hmm. Now I can initiate an idea, but as I'm initiating the idea, we would all sit in a circle. Right. And whether you put in two percent, four percent, or you made sixty percent in that song. We sat down and thought about, well, what, how much you put in this, what you put in that. Right. And then in us being honest with each other, mm -hmm. we know that we wasn't going to ask for more right. than what we deserve, and we wasn't going to take less than what we deserve. Correct. So when we sat down and we look at it, whether it was um, uh, the song, as I be running a new freak style to make the crowd bump oh, wild, flowing like water from a now, yes. somewhere in Egypt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then after I may it's come really with that. It's really going on in here. Right. Yeah. right, right, right. You check that record out. That's that was my favorite record off of that album too. It's really going on in here, right? Yeah, it's man. Really Cause I, yeah, I felt yeah. like I got touched by Angel while we were recording that, that record. You and know then, what and I was listening to that the other day and I was listening to the last part and said, 
Say you can live in the hood, right. but that don't mean that you're good, good enough, enough, good, good enough, enough for the job. Cause I work, work hard. hard. Cause I work <laughs> hard. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, man. See, yeah, man. See, so, so, so take that song, mm -hmm. and for me to say you wrote it all, or I wrote it all, it would be an injustice to the song mm -hmm. because if we did this, and that's only us two, mm -hmm. but what about the guy? who made the music. What about him? Didn't he write the song? Didn't he make it up? And check this out. Now, when that guy made the music, and this is a true story, when that guy made the music, he made the beat. But there was another guy who was down with him that made the bass line. And then that guy that made the right, bass line, another that. dude in there that was on the vote quarter when he said, new, next, That's, level. That, that was uh, Mark Sparks. Mark the exactly. Sparks. Shout out Mark, Mark Sparks. Sparks. <laughs> Mark Sparks. That's, that's, good, that's good my memory. favorite record of the album. So now taking that song yeah. and us looking at it, how can I say that I did it all myself? Right. It would be... It would be the worst thing that I could say, and it would be, it would be a disrespect to everybody that contributed to the song. Yeah, it happens a lot in in, in music. Period. It but, does. But your but does. your education, you're educating people right now. I think it's gonna change certain people's people's way of looking things from if, when they hear this too. So I I definitely right. am with you. Yeah. Right. So so the comparison between the comic books, mm -hmm. the comparison between. Me and you mm -hmm. in real time talking about something that really happened. Right. We had to put Mark Sparks' name down for the credit. Right. And then to talk about any other anybody else. Miss Jones sung on the song. This, this, the, the, this, the, poli this the politically correct thing that I was telling you about with Doug right here. This one no, shot no, no, no. <laughs> See, 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 see. This, this is not this is not politically correct. It's the it's, 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 it's it's evolution, evolution of the truth, y'all. It's evolution because 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 the ego of me mm. will want to say, yo, man, I did it all myself. Nobody mm. helped me. I'm the man. The ego of me would say, yo, man, you know, Teddy did it, man, or no, he's that dude or whatever. That's the ego. But the, the, the realness of me mm -hmm. would tell you that anybody that wants to know who was the producer of that song that day when mm -hmm. I was in that studio and it was made, it's written on the record. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the record, the record has a name on it based on the fact that at that moment, that was the person that produced it and I produced and I co-produced it. Right. Now, now, can we say Teddy's contribution and his input into this song would have would is not important absolutely not because if, because if i say that that would be a disrespect to him as if i was saying you didn't write a song or or any of the song or several songs with me and i don't give you your credit Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, which so has me, happened a I, lot in my career, but you know, well, never well, from you. <laughs> it, it's it's a, it's a, it's a very it's a very honest thing that that I'm that I'm seeing mm -hmm. that can I say Teddy produced the show outright himself? Absolutely not. Right. I cannot say that. Right. I can say that without his contribution, 
without me being able to, for me able to get my ideas out. Mm. I can say that the show would not be what it is or what it was without me having a person to create that kind of an effect. Do mm. I think that the rhymes on this really going on in here would be the way that they was without your contribution and the way that we caught that vibe mm -hmm. at that time? Because mm -hmm. that vibe, that vibe, I remember it in right. the studio. I remember right. the vibe. It was so, just me, you, and Barry. And, exactly. Uh, and I think Karen. I think Karen was our engineer at that, that right. time. Yeah, it was, right. Yeah. Right. See, you got the photographic, photographic memory. So mm -hmm. that is the part that I'm saying. So, so I'm, and this is the, this is the last thing I'll say on it. You know, I, I know that I would never spend the rest of my life running around trying to stop and catch and, and prove who did what right. and, and why did they say that and what did they do. Right. Now, if it's a matter of life and death, if it's going to mess, if I know that somebody is going to come to me and say, yo, man, uh, you know, uh, uh, yo, that guy, man, that guy, man, God, man, he said, he said he wrote... Lottie Dottie. <laughs> I wouldn't even entertain it right. because it doesn't sound like a logical conversation. Right. And and when I'm looking at Teddy, I'm looking at him and I'm saying that, you know, I know and he know everything that occurred in the process of this creation. And I appreciate him so mm -hmm. much. Shout for out what to he, Teddy Riley, man. For, for, for what yeah. he contributed. Same way, the show wouldn't be what it is without Slick Rick. The show wouldn't be what it is without a guy named Dennis Bell. That's Another right. guy Shout named out Ali Dennis Cotton. Bell. Yeah. Ali Cotton was my engineer at the time. Or Chill Will and Barry B at the time who was coming in there cutting it up. I had another friend in there who sung on it named Maurice. Mm. And me and him, he was mad because all I let him sing was one note. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, this is legendary story right here. You know what I mean? I, I had to give it to y'all. I needed that. Thank you. Dog, I don't even, I don't even, don't even say no more. Don't even, you, you gave, you gave him the answer, man. And, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a hundred percent credit for answering the question. And I, and I respect you and I thank you for for, for answering that question, because that's an exclusive right here. I don't, I don't know if anybody else could have got that answer out of him like that. So, you know. And, 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 I, and I'm going to say this one thing to you, too. I don't want you to believe for one second, because, you know, I'm going to keep it one million percent. Always. That, that if a person don't deserve credit, I have no problems saying that he don't deserve credit. Right. But in this particular case... I have no problem giving credit right. to someone who has made a contribution to something that has changed the course of hip hop. And I would feel, I would feel like a sucker if I didn't give credit where credit is due. And I've grown to understand how things work in the universe. Mm. You see what I'm saying? No one thing makes everything work. And so I do my best to give the credit to everybody along the way, whether it's credit on paper or credit is something that they are entitled to. I do my best to do that because I know that what inspires another artist to continue to create the masterpiece that they already did and more to come is them being acknowledged and given the credit for what they what they did. So I don't think I don't think nobody deserves that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs>
And that, that's the truth. And that's the truth. All right, so we, we wrapping it up now. Uh, uh, I got I got quick I got quick fire. They might I don't know how long it might take you to answer them, but I got quick fire ones. I need I need your top your top five comic book movies that that are yours that you you love them you could watch them you know if you were stuck in this pandemic you you wouldn't have no problem watching those five movies for the whole pandemic on oh, the top five top five comic book movies dougie fresh well man that's 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 a loaded question because i got more than five well you, know you got to I give me five you know what i mean you, you just you, 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 uh, you. i love i love the uh i love Obviously, I, I I enjoyed this last Spider-Man, this new one that they just let out when he was okay. a kid. Okay, Far I From think Home. That, yeah, I think that joint is banging. I, I really think he was good. And you know, and I didn't even think I was gonna like him as much as the other Spider-Man, but but I actually wound up liking him just as much. I'm, you know? Um, yeah. I'm surprised yeah. that you said that one. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I like, I like the story, and I like how they twisted it, and I like how they put Iron Man in there, and the way that they did that. I think. Well, that, wait, 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 wait. Well, that's that's actually Homecoming. That's not the second one. So. No, no, no. Meaning, meaning with the glasses and oh. everything that he needed. You okay, know what I'm okay. That's what I meant. Okay. I didn't mean him physically being in there. Just to, he left them with the technology. Okay. So we got we got far from home. Yeah, far from home. I love, I love the Avengers, man. I Which love one? The, man, I love all of them. <laughs> I love all of them. All right, so so we gonna say so we that's uh that's four movies, Doug. I mean, come on now, that's Avengers, that's uh, Age of Ultron, that's Infinity War, and Endgame. That's five right there. Well, well, Endgame I liked too, but uh, you know what? It's kind of hard. You got to take out one of those Avengers and you got to put Black Panther in there. Ooh, there we go. There's no possible way we <laughs> gonna make this happen without Black Panther. All right Panther. now, all right now. Shout out Chadwick Boseman, Harlem in the building. Yeah, Black Panther is no way right. that any of this is going down without Black Panther. I agree 100%. And I, and I, and I honestly think that uh, one of the, uh, man, this is a very tough question. You know that? Because you know what? I didn't even think I would like Captain America when they first mm, made him. That's my favorite movie. That's my, out of all the First Avenger, number one. I have to give it to I hate right. this. That's my, that's my spirit animal. Captain America. Captain America. That's my spirit animal. Yeah, man. Captain America. And let me tell you He's got a photographic memory. He 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 knows what it is to be the small guy. And when he gets power, he got power. That's what he did. He fought for the small guy the whole time. You know what I mean? And Captain America to me, uh, he was the guy. He was damn near like the heart. Right. The heart of everything, and he would not stop. Right, like you cannot exactly. stop. Him. He cannot stop. I think I think he's more dangerous mm. than mostly all of them because 
He cannot, you cannot stop him. That's right. And pretty, and it's really hard to kill him. Like, how do you kill him? How do you, I mean. I mean, I uh, he's killed in the, he's killed in the, the comic book. He got killed in Civil War. You know, when they did the Captain America Civil War and it was kind of a play on his, uh, his you know, the, the comic book run where he goes yeah. up against Iron Man. Um, and he took one side against the registration, uh, yeah. you know, to saying that, you know, uh, I mean, it was kind of, you know, uh, a metaphor for how it was in the Holocaust, you know, where, you know, these people are different, so they need to have numbers tagged on them. Or a metaphor for the, uh, you know, the penitentiary system, you know, um, in many ways. You, but, you, remember, you remember how he beat up? Uh, Iron Man, how you oh, yeah. beat him up? Because of skill. Because you, you wish you, you know, Iron Man, it didn't happen like that in the comic books. I, I, I will give you that. You know, uh, it did not, Iron Man put a beating on that, that man in the comic books because his technology was too far advanced for somebody that, you know, Iron Man was more than stronger than 10 men. But in the movie, it, 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 it they changed it to show that it's about like you said, it's about knowing your superpower. And that man had been fighting since the 40s. And whether he had been asleep for 100 years or 200 years or overnight, he was, he lived for the battle. He lived to fight the good fight. And that, I, I, I appreciate that they, they, they had Cap win and, and and show mercy where he could have killed Tony, but just stopped him enough so that he didn't hurt anybody else and that he could save his friend. That showed true power. Like uh, Mandela said, true power is knowing that you can hurt your enemy and not doing it, you know? I can't, I'm not saying it exactly like, you know, Mr. Mandela said, but that was the whole point of it, you know? Having the ability to to destroy somebody and not doing it because you're that powerful and understanding power is the ultimate power. So yeah, man, I feel you on that one. I definitely feel you on that. One. Well, well, well. On that note, on that note, the last thing I'll say is that who we are now, we wasn't ten years ago. Right. You see, and and and, and that's a good thing. Because as we grow and as we evolve in life, we should get better, we should become wiser, we should be more thoughtful, and we, we should be able to use our power, our superpower, more wisely. See, because having a superpower is a beautiful thing, but abusing a superpower will, it can hurt you and it could destroy, you know, everything around you. Yes. See, because, because power in the hand of an egomaniac or a fool can destroy the world. world. And we're seeing that. I mean, I don't mean to get political, but we're seeing that in America right now. And so, that's um, why that's why I knew once I write that line, mm -hmm. you will come with the next line. You are, yeah, because we brothers, and we may not agree on everything. We might fuss and fight, but we got love for each other. And the when time. there's love, the truth will come out. So. Um, one more, this, this one more, this is it, I promise, this one more, this one more question. I'm abusing, I'm abusing, but I'm doing it for my, for my followers right now. 
what what do you what do you want to see in the next couple of phases for Marvel? What would you like to see coming from the OG Marvel culture, coming from the original before it was cool? What would you want to see? What story would you want them to tell that would impact us now in the the you know in 2020 and beyond? You mean one of the old stories? Whatever story, whatever story that had a power had a powerful effect on you that you don't feel was told or told properly. It could have been tried to tell, but it, you know, what what do you want to see? What story do you want to see them tell? It could be a small story. It could be one comic book that had an effect on you um, that would be powerful for for them to address now. Well, I mean, this is another little thing that I would say that that might not land right, but truth is truth. Um, I remember growing up, and I remember uh, the way they used to write about Luke Cage. Mm. They used to write. They used to write, and whoever was writing Luke Cage, it seemed like it might have been a white guy who was trying to write slang. Mm. And I think that there was a certain level of racism in the concept and the origin of Luke Cage. Mm. I think that having him in prison, mm. doing all of these different things, I think that they could have came up with a different story. They could have came up with a different storyline because there's so many superheroes that were superheroes and still are superheroes and never had to go to prison. Mm. You know, mm. fathers in the community, you know, the people that look out in the community. Why couldn't that man from the community that's just looking out for the children in the community be that superhero? Why mm. did he have to go to prison? Mm. I mean, I do think that there should be some kind of tragedy or something that might have occurred. And then from that, he became that even more of a superhero. But him starting off in prison and things like that, I think that psychologically, it was sending the wrong message around to uh, kids who might have been very impressionable and when i used to read it at a very young age i felt like why was he the only superhero that i see in the whole marvel comics catalog that went to prison and they experimented on him in prison so i think that if they ever do or want to do the right thing they need to rewrite that story that is you were worried about it not landing right brother and you landed it like a lead jet and that's powerful and you know I'm a I'm gonna just say that uh, they are gonna address that. You know I, I I keep my tabs on everything. I don't know if they're going to change the story, but I am pretty sure that they're going to address uh, how America um, treated its uh, its subjects. Put it that way. And the Luke Cage story, I don't know if you realize it now is attached to Wolverine's story. It's attached to um, a few, it's attached to a few other stories too, Deadpool. Um, it's about, and, and it's through, it's attached, yeah, it's attached to Captain America originally. It started with Captain America being the first test subject. And then it's called, that was Project Rebirth. And then after Cap got lost in the ice, it went to, them testing on animals, um, them testing, you'll be surprised. Venom, Luke Cage's story is attached to Venom too. And it's the oh, we God. it's called the Weapon Plus Pro the Weapon Plus project where 
the scientists in a feverish attempt to recreate Captain America started testing different subjects, animals, um, mutants, uh, penitentiary, uh, you know, prisoners in the pen from the penitentiary system, aliens, and in trying to make soldiers for their wars. So I, I'm definitely, I love that answer. I mean, I, I think I love that we ended it like that too, because that's about to, that's about to be addressed, brother. That's about to be addressed. Well, well I appreciate it. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be creative and I'm not saying that, you know, uh, there's not a reality point in it, but I'm saying that as a creator myself, mm. I, I have the tendency to, you know, look at the impact of my creation. Like when I did this video 20 seconds or more, I have Skyla from from Disney in it. I have Jamie Foxx. Right. I have Run DMC. I have commissioners. I have police officers and political people. I have Lisa Ray. I have, uh, you know, uh, Rashid. <laughs> yeah, I have right. See, I have a, I have a, a wide selection because I wanted to be able to I wanted to be able to hit everybody that follow any of those people. So I just think that as we evolve, as we as we evolve, and and I asked the question ten years ago from now, you know, we're different and we have grown quite a bit. Some of us grow worse some of us grow better mm. and the same way we grow marvel has to grow and marvel can sometimes redefine a story or recreate it i mean i've seen them do it with a lot of these movies and things that was done that we know the story wasn't written like that but mm -hmm. to extend the story y'all y'all changed it like for example when it was the uh fight scene I mean, the wrestling scene in the Spider-Man movie and the way that y'all tied those different things in there and put in things that made everybody relate to the current times or right. the cell phones in the movie and all of these things, you started to make it more current right. because it's important. Mm -hmm. See, and that's the other thing too, I'll say this last thing about hip hop. See, no hip hop artist could ever truly die unless he wants to. Right. Because as long as he does what's called adapt to the nomenclature, mm -hmm. he has the ability to survive. Right. Now, nomenclature means a language of a particular system. So if you're talking about, say, for example, uh, we're talking to doctors, they talk in a particular nomenclature. If you talk in the street and it's a slang, mm -hmm. it's a particular nomenclature. If you talk to somebody who's a dentist, he has a particular nomenclature. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, is if you're able to understand the changing of what the nomenclature is, you will never ever be lost in a time because mm -hmm. you'll adapt. So when you're looking at the Marvel comics, what they have done is they adapted to the changing of the time and they right. complemented with the, the technology. Their conversation is different. You can't have Spider-Man looking like he did back in 60, 66 or 69. Mm -hmm. right. You gotta change, he has to evolve. Mm -hmm. So the artist, a hip hop artist, has to evolve. Now, the one thing a comic has over a, a human being is the human being age. But the piece that, that makes the human being not age the same way is if they're health conscious mm -hmm. to be able to understand how to uh, control and manipulate that particular area. So you'll be 
50 looking like you're 30. Or you'll be 30, you could be 30 looking like you're 50 because of, because of your lifestyle. That's you see right. what I'm saying? That's and the superheroes are the superheroes, but you know, you gotta be on point. That's you right. Stay on your and game. Our, our superheroes right now are our healthcare workers. So you know, we ended on that note. You know, thank you for 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 spending so much time with the MCU Society. Um, you know, we we were blessed to have Dougie Fresh with us tonight. I am Mink God, and this is Everyone Loves a Good Story. Thank y'all. Thank y'all.